What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the tavern. It is another episode of Juani Plays. So once again, I'm running solo, but uh, that's okay because we're gonna get into the podcast. Do I sound nasally? Do I sound sick? Well, that's because I'm sick again, and that's why I haven't been recording. Uh, let's uh, roll the intro and let's get into the podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to the tavern. I'm glad you're here again. Uh, let's talk a little bit, okay? So here's the thing. There's a lot of stuff going on that I have wanted to kind of cover and to talk about that I have been too sick and I have sounded like death to record. That's okay. So there's a lot of things been going on. First things first. First off, I just I really want to get into if you're playing Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, if you're like me you haven't played the game yet and it's not one of those situations where it's like oh here he goes again he's got a game and he hasn't played he hasn't he hasn't played he hasn't picked it up no 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 that's not it i've put in at least 30 hours i just haven't gotten past the first level or the first uh starly uh, encounter and the reason for that is is because i am shiny hunter i am shiny hunter i'm 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 shiny hunter i'm shiny hunter uh, God, I am shiny hunting for a starter and Piplup is my boy and I really, really want it. So 1700 soft resets later, I am not there yet. I've taken a, a, a some time to step away from the game because uh, obviously I had to go back to work and I've been working now for about two weeks since I've gotten sick. And it's been kind of difficult to kind of sit there all day long and just kind of soft reset. But I am definitely getting in an hour a day and so far no luck. And I can get about 40 soft resets done within the hour if I'm pushing it. And that's a real number. So I, <laughs> it's kind of funny because when I was sick, I was just sitting in front of my computer or sitting with my girlfriend on the couch or whatever and I'm just sitting there soft resetting, soft resetting and just mashing the buttons and getting through the game. And it takes me about 45 button presses to get from walking into uh, the, the the lake and then also getting your Pokemon out of the out of the briefcase and out of the ball. And it's such a such a pain in the butt right now to kind of keep going and i've been keeping track with other people on reddit i know for a fact that there's someone out there who has been doing it for since the for three weeks and they're trying to shiny hunt for the chimchar and so far they've seen like five starlies and they 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 haven't encountered one chimchar yet and i'm gonna tell you right now i have gone through all the stages of disbelief and grief I mean, like, at one point I was, like, trying to uh, bargain with the universe to get this to happen. Because Pokemon Diamond was actually the first Pokemon game that I've ever played. Um, like, in completion. And even then, I didn't even take on the Elite 8 or Elite 4, I think. Um, because I, I took on everybody else. I just never got past the uh, the last the last section. 
And I put in about a hundred some odd hours into Diamond. And I remember playing it because that was my, I think I played Pokemon Diamond in 2016 because that's when Pokemon Go came out. And I, that's, that's really when I started getting back into Pokemon. And a buddy of mine was playing, um, Pearl or was he playing something else? I want to say he was playing Heart Gold. And then he just gave me Diamond. He let me borrow Diamond. And I just, I, I went in with it. I, I just, I started with my my favorite water type and uh, which is also my favorite animal is is a penguin so piplup was right up there and and i had no idea who these pokemon were when i started playing and i i built a team and i had no idea about shiny about shiny checks or shiny hunting or or even hatching eggs or even breeding or doing anything like that like i was a complete noob to playing pokemon diamond but i went for it anyways and I remember getting really, really into Pokemon Diamond because I just sat there all day long playing, you know, Pokemon on 3DS. And back then I had obviously way more time. But I mean, it was just I I think about that. And I I think that's when I started getting back into Pokemon. I was playing Pokemon Go. I had the app on my phone. I had a a pocket Pokedex in my, my phone app. So I was referencing where to go, where to find this, where to find that, and how to do this, and how to do that. And it was I didn't realize at the time that Pokemon had so much lore to it, so much information to it. And here we are now in uh, 2021 where we have Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And I think I think we've come full circle with Pokemon because Pokemon is growing so much and I I haven't really talked about Pokemon Legends Arceus because that's something that I'm kind of building up to later on because I know I'm I'm very very excited about that game and there's a chance that I might actually bring uh, my girlfriend involved with that podcast because she she has also grown back into liking Pokemon and I think and together since we've been together honestly so about like three almost four years now we have really developed a bond through our relationship through Pokemon and even for like things like our anniversary or just, you know, couples getaways, you know, we always look to maybe find places where we can play Pokemon go out there and whether it's like spinning or doing dun or doing dungeons, doing raids or doing um, just group events, community days. And Pokemon go has, has been such a big, big thing that, that I, I honestly really, really love now. And I, I see a lot of people who do a lot of promotions for Pokemon Go. And I think to myself, that's really cool because it's it's amazing that an app game like that can really make a difference. I know Niantic is not the best and they're not perfect, but let's be for real. Like, who is at this point? What what game developer is, is on its, its honest game right now? And even if you were to say, like, I know the last drawing plays I did, I was talking about Obsidian and how good they're doing. They are doing fantastic. They're, they're doing a great job. But I mean, like, you know, every game developer has its lows. I mean, look at what's going on with Blizzard. Uh, that's something that I, I have been wanting to talk about since the news released that the CEO is just hot trash. And, and I, well, I wanted to do a, an episode when I was sick about that, but I just I couldn't get it out because I sounded awful. Um, but I mean, that goes to show that like not every game developer 
is on its it's on its p's and q's all the time but pokemon go is definitely one of those games that i feel that i have a good connection with and a good bond because it's brought me back to something that i have cared about for a very very long time you know being a kid um, in like 1999 and growing up with pokemon with the cards the toys the the, the plushies the, the cartoons the anime um the movies and you know there's just pokemon has definitely become a huge part of my life since 20 i would say 2016 but it's become more um visibly noticeable in my life since 2019 and it happened right before the pandemic which was hilarious and what a terrible time to get back into hobby to hobbying and collecting stuff because the pandemic was awful for for collectors and hobbyists because everyone was jacking up the prices for everything and it, honestly it's still happening it, it really is um but pokemon diamond is just one of these games that like i just i can't wait it hurts me to know that i'm not playing the game right now and but i am playing it but i'm not playing it it just hurts me because i'm watching people play the game and they look like they're just having so much fun i mean with all the reports of it being too chibi-ish or being too Animal Crossing style, you know, if you're Nintendo, if you're working on a Nintendo device that they are, you, you got to take what people are really drawing to. And Animal Crossing has has proven to be one of the, the top sellers and top games played in the Nintendo in the Nintendo system. That's a real fact. And I myself, like, you know, I, I put in about 100 hours into Animal Crossing when I first got it because just the allure of it all is just really, really fun. It, it went from having a, a cult following, I think. I would say a cult following because, you know, it's a lot of people who like Sims, like simulators, um, maybe maybe even the Sims, honestly. And uh, but I mean, like it was it was even bigger than that. It was just like this nice combination and mix of you know building your island creating your creating pathways you know making your uh picking up the the stuff doing uh, recipes collecting household items uh renovating refurbishing uh designing decorating and some people take it to another level and that is extremely awesome i think that's the coolest thing that animal crossing has to provide um and i think diamond if diamond did take that style it's an alluring style because it's a it's a very it's a very chill environment to look at. And I think that's one of the things that I think about when I play a game like Animal Crossing. It's a very low impact, very chill, very relaxing game. And I think as we have grown with gaming in a full circle, you know, gaming can be anything. It can be immersive, it can be competitive, it can be uh lower embracing, it can be relaxing. And I mean, like, let's be for real. Like, we all know that one guy who plays Grand Theft Auto just to run over people when he's having a bad day because it makes him feel just a tiny little bit better. And it's not because he's crazy, but then again, he might be. But it has to do with the fact that, like, it relieves that sense of stress. But then you realize, okay, this is wrong. I should maybe not do this. And then you don't do it. Um, But video games have a ton of power like that. And I think if you're going to use someone's kind of style or the chibi style then do it do it right and doing well and i think pokemon diamond has and and shining pearl has also has done an amazing job with that 
But beyond that, just the overall looks and the aesthetics of the game, the game is a, an amazing game. It is probably one of the better remakes out there. And I know I have a buddy of mine, I have a buddy of mine who, who doesn't, he doesn't like the new remakes. He doesn't like Let's Go Eevee. He didn't like this one. Um, and I don't think he was a big fan of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire either. But the only reason why he's not a huge fan of that is because he played every single Pokemon game when it came out in the in the age of which he came, it came out. So when he was like 12, he had the game. When he was 14, he had the game. When he was 17, he had the game. So there is that level of nostalgia that really hits home with him. So when he is playing, you know, Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl all over again, he's thinking about the time of which he played it when he was younger, when he was, you know, a teenager. And there's a lot there's a lot going on probably back then that kind of reminds you of that stuff. And it maybe doesn't really capture how you felt when you played it then. And I think that whenever a remake is made in any kind of game, um, like an interpretation of the game, like Final Fantasy VII, right? Like, you have to understand that, like, you're playing this game not necessarily to retell the story, but, well, you're, you're, you're making, you're playing this game not only to relive the story, but to retell the story in a in a new way, in a different format for a new generation. So maybe it won't be so true or authentic to how it was when you first played it, but that doesn't take away from the overall meaning of where the game is trying to give the consumer. And the game is trying to give the consumer something that they have, that you experienced when you first played it, when you were whatever age that it is or it was that you played it. And I think Diamond is doing that now for a whole nother gen generation. Like Diamond and Pearl is doing that for a whole nother generation. And this is why Pokemon, I, I think, will never go away. This is why Pokemon will continue to be what it is. Because they just have a, a way of, of making you remember why it is you love what you love. And Nintendo has a way of making you remember why you love what you love. It's the reason why we still love Mario. It's the reason why we still love Zelda. It's the reason why we love Metroid, why we love Smash Brothers, why we love, um, uh, I want to say Jigglypuff, but that's not Kirby. That's, that's not what I was looking for, Kirby, you know, or Donkey Kong. Uh, I mean, like when, when PlayStation came out with, um, Crush Bandicoot, like that was a cool thing because we all remember. I mean, I remember growing up playing on a PlayStation and, and just hearing the, and that was really, really funny as a kid. And it's the same thing, like when they, when they redid the Spyro, because I played a lot of like Jack and Daxter or Jack Jack, um, um, Spyro, um, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Ratchet and Clank, you know, like all these games that were made when I was a kid to see them where they are today. It's, it is that nostalgic feel. And for me, playing diamond being the only game that i played pokemon that i played that was in a cartridge like that it is a is a big deal and i'm and i'm very happy to be playing it again but man if i could just get that shiny pip up and start playing it that would be that would be amazing because i am so tired of waiting for my luck to change so the question remains is this the best remake of all time 
Well, Game Freak and Pokemon have a track record of remaking their games. We've seen Soul Silver, Heart Gold, Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, and now we have Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And some people say that the reason why Game Freak and Pokemon do this is because maybe potentially they're running out of ideas what to do with the game. But I think Sword and Shield kind of showed that there still is diversity in what they want to do. Uh, the Crown Tundra was one of those things I think that made that game feel fully complete, like a complete beginning to finish kind of game. And this is the trick though with with Pokemon, that Pokemon is a it, it's a pretty it's a fairly simple game. It's your your trainer, your Pokemon trainer. You're catching Pokemon, you're training Pokemon, you're competing in in battles. You're trying to become the best that ever was. You want to um, you want to get all the the badges and all the things that make it so that make you you know reputable and notable. You want to become the champion. You want to become the best. You want to defeat the elite eight or the elite four, whatever have you. And this is the, this is what this game is about. And the concept is still very modern. It can be as modern as you like it to be because in reality that style of that concept is is everywhere and it, it's it fits with our time it, there's nothing wrong with it so when we saw sword and shield and how it began you know it was fun i i, I loved it I, I thought it was a good game and with the addition of all the dlc a lot of people were in agreement that the game felt complete uh, maybe not so much with the with the second uh the island well uh, the fighting island with the urshifu and kupchu uh, that seemed like it was filler and for the most part it probably was but crown tundra felt like a complete ending to a very good game and for me personally like like as a lore hunter as a lore seeker in these games now or in any game i play now especially with when like pokemon i want to know what's going on i want to know more about about the the mysteries that makes these legendaries legendary I want to know more about what is Zamazenta, what is Asian. So I think that was a, a really cool storyline. I want more information, obviously. And a remake tends to kind of open that up a little bit more for us. So when we look at Diamond and Pearl, Diamond and Pearl was about Dialga, Palkia, and Giratina. That's what that game was about. It was about the, the, the beginning of creation, the creation pillars that made Pokemon that made poke that basically set the world in the dynamic of pokemon in the world that we live in the world that we play in in the world that the pokemon inhabit and this is the thing about why brilliant and Di brilliant diamond and shining pearl is one of the best games to kind of start off with and we're seeing that again like we're going to see that again with legends pokemon legends arceus because we're seeing now that the way Pokemon and Game Freak are kind of doing things right now, they've probably gone as far as they could possibly go with the remakes. Personally, I'm still waiting for a, a Let's Go Meryl or a Let's Go Pichu since I saw a fan art of that. I, I think that would be awesome. And Let's Go Eevee was, was okay. Let's Go Pikachu was all right. The art style was fine. Um, but I mean, like... I don't know. It was it was it was a slow going for me, but I mean, it was a it was a fun game regardless. And the reason why, but the reason why Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee was so unique 
was that it connected Pokemon Go and it introduced a new level of playing with the uh, the Pokeball, the Poke Plus, the Pokeball Plus. And like that was something new, like to have that be a controller and then also a device that you could use in Pokemon Go and then also have be a device that you can use in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Like that was ingenious. And this is the thing that Pokemon is really doing really, really well. They're, they're turning these remakes into something new, but they're also giving them a slight twist and a slight flair. And I think that that was one of the coolest things that they did with Pokemon Go and Let's Go Eevee. So with Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, you know, we're seeing a lot of people delve into this game in a whole different way now. Like with the underground and the collections and building these like locations where you can like harbor, like harp, like keep your Pokemon and your statues and all this, all these minerals. Like, I think that's a different part of the game that never really was there that makes it fun. And from my, from what I remember, I don't remember there being competitions or puffin competitions. Like there was a lot of that stuff in X and Y, but none of that stuff was really in Diamond or I mean Diamond and Pearl. It was just, you know, you play your game, you use your radar, you do what you got to do, you know, beat the, beat the gym leaders, collect your badges and get your Pokemon. But the thing is, is I really think what they do best with these remakes and this is something that Nintendo is also really well known for, is that they give us something, they give us a reminder, a reminder of why we play games, of why we like playing games, because there's always nostalgia behind their their video games, because they're using characters that we've grown up with, that we that we know by heart, and we know their adventures, we know their story, we know their their movements, we know their catchphrases, we know these 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 characters now from from being kids so i think i think when pokemon does this like they're just kept recapturing nostalgia that's all they're doing and is that a is that a money grab it can it can be like that but i mean it's better than just cycling out a game every other year that feels exactly like the game before and if pokemon did do that then probably it would feel like that it would probably feel like that every year and that's this is definitely not not what you want to have you don't want to have that because then you run into the whole oh we really are just making games to make money but i think diamond and pearl brilliant diamond shining pearl that is are probably one of the best remakes out there you know you can go back and play omega ruby and alpha sapphire heart gold and soul silver which are probably some of the best games on in a, on, a, on a ds but in a modern day remake, I think this is as close to perfect that we're going to get because it takes it takes a level of understanding of where Diamond and Pearl was to where it is now. If you play the game in the past, it was amazing. It was fun. But to play it now and the way it looks now, I think that's something very special. And I think we're just we're continuing the saga that is Pokemon into the new line of generation of, of kids and and players and gamers and i think that that's what really and truthfully that if you're making a game for the longevity purposes you have to make a game that really gets people's attention from all ages and you can recapture nostalgia but you can also set a new standard for current gamers and i think that's i think that's a, a really wonderful thing and i think that's a thing that they do on a on a consistent basis and and we're not even talking about like legend pokemon legends arceus yet and i think that's not 
necessarily even a remake. It, it, it's going to be a brand new, perfect, <laughs> brand new installment. And it's going to be so, man, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just, I can't really put into words how much I'm excited for Legends, Pokemon Legends Arceus, because that game is going to be, is going to set the new standard for what we expect from Pokemon. And if they do it well and they knock it out and it's as good as we all think it's going to be, then that is going to be the the the, the pinnacle of what we expect in Pokemon games. Yes, you can still make your remakes, your chibi styles, your let's go styles. And I, and I think you would still make money off of them because people are always going to want to play Pokemon. But I think Arceus is going to open up this new line of expectations from the game. Now, my, my personal theory is that Pokemon Legends Arceus is going to be a new line of new wave line of games um, that is based in certain aspects of the Pokemon metaverse. And I say metaverse because like if you if you're a fan of Pokemon, you'll know that, that we're living in two different timelines in the world of Pokemon. There is there is a Pokemon that was before the construction of a device that caused a rift in the world and in, in the universe, really, that made mega evolutions a real thing for multiple Pokemon. And then there is another un- subverse where Pokemon do not mega evolve, do not Gigantamax, do not have Z moves or V moves uh, like they don't have this this feature they're just pokemon and in the world of pokemon legends arceus that's what we're looking at there is one pokemon that can do the equivalent of a mega evolution and that's rayquaza and that's it but that's only because it lives in our atmosphere our stratosphere where it consumes all that energy and is able to evolve on its own to a mega version of itself but everything else has a primal version of itself so like an ancient version of itself so we're talking like primal kyogre and a primal groudon this is one of the reasons why kyogre and groudon do not mega evolve because they 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 weren't present at the time because they were put to sleep during that rift so there's so much lore involved with Pokemon and and even that right there, that little tidbit probably is going to get some of you kind of excited because I've been doing a ton of reading about about this stuff because I'm just I'm I'm in and it's everywhere. And honestly, you it, it's it's everywhere, but it's not everywhere because you really have to hunt and dig for Pokemon lore. And a lot of it is fan made. So you got to kind of weed through what's real and what's not real. So. This is why I think remakes are are amazing, and I think this is why Brilliant Diamond and uh, Shining Pearl are going to be is are going to be is the best remake of to current time to current time not of all time, but to current time. On the Switch, this is the best remake by far, easily, easily done, said and done. I mean, like we we we're even hearing rumors about game boy and 3ds games coming to the switch if that were to happen 
you better believe people will go back and replay red and blue all over again and so and silver and pearl i mean yeah, silver and uh, gold and leaf green and yellow people will definitely want to play these games all over again why because it's fun because it's a part of our nostalgia as kids it's that first game that we really learned how to enjoy something like pokemon and this is the beginning this is absolutely 100% the beginning of, of all that. And I think it's going to be great. Um, now, I know I kind of went on a tangent on that side. But right now, I can't really give you a, a, a my own personal experience right now with Brilliant Diamond. And that's because I still haven't passed that first level. Still don't have. Uh, still don't have any... Um, a shiny piplup to start with uh so that's kind of holding me back but you know this weekend i got some some resets in so that was good and uh and that was great uh but when i get that shiny piplup you better believe it and and uh there's just oh man i'm excited <laughs> i'm excited every day about i'm every day i'm a little more hopeful also a little bit more desperate for that piplup but uh every day brings a new challenge <laughs> Uh, well, that's being said, that is it for this episode of Juani Plays. I want to give a huge shout out to to our friends at Camp I Hope. They did a really cool thing this past weekend where they raised almost $6,000 plus um, for their fundraiser and camp. Uh, they have a wonderful camp for children with cancer, and they do a lot of good work for those kids, and they are completely dependent on local communities, local content creators, small businesses, and, and just people who have, you know, goodness in their heart to help them out. Uh, and that was really cool. Uh, we spent the weekend with them over in Arlington at Legal Draft House, which was really cool. Um, they were they were super cool, uh, had a good venue, good turnout. And we, we sat there all day long and just drank, drank good beer, hung out with a lot of cool people and just uh, soft reset the entire time we were there. So it was really, really fun. Um, so a big shout out to both of those groups right there. Uh, and uh, hopefully we can uh, in the future do something from the Digi Taverns perspective for uh, Camp I Hope because I think reaching out with small communities in local areas would be even even better for all of us. So with that being said, that's it. This has been Jawani Plays. I've been your host, Jawani, JC, Jaywan, whatever, you know, follow Instagram, follow Twitter. Keep in touch with us, and we'll see you back here in the tavern next week. That's it. Peace.